All right. Um, well, before I get into it, let me preface this by saying I have not preached a lesson in over a decade. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> um, he's in California watching with a few others in Oregon. Dan. Hey, Dan. Um, so we got a lot of family watching right now. Um, so bear with me as I do a lot more reading than uh, probably preaching and looking out at you. A lot has changed in a decade. I gained 50 pounds. <laughs> so let's get into it. So today I'm going to talk about uh, Christians and how we interact with the world and how we can reach out to new Christians. Um, I will use some personal stories because I know them best. And uh, it's not to boast, but I feel they get the point across. Uh, there are many subtopics and other ways I could have approached this, uh, but I'm choosing to do it in three different topics, three, th- three different angles, if you will. The first is, um, I'm going to look at as Christians and how we become a light in the world, how we are that candle light in the room. Secondly, we're going to look at the example given to us by Jesus and his teachings as well, not just his example, but his teachings. And lastly, the examples and commandments given to us by the apostles. In each section, we'll talk about how this helps us and how it helps us reach new souls. So let us first see what the Bible says about being a light in the world. If you turn over to Matthew 5, 14-16, what David read earlier, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So what does that mean to let your light shine? The Bible says we are not to hide our light. We are to let it shine for all to see. I like to break this down to a very simple and basic method because I feel that's the best way to get across to people, to reach people is to keep it simple. Maybe it's from training forklift drivers for years. I don't know. (laughs) But keep it simple. So there's many ways you can set yourself apart. You can open doors for people. You can be there ready to listen when someone is needing a phone call. You can help someone move. You can pick up someone stranded on the side of the road. A few of you have done that for me over the years. And so on and so forth. Some of you may be asking, how does that let your light shine? And I ask you, how does it doesn't? Because in my experience in this world, in my personal experience in this world, I don't see too many non-Christians that I've met that do that on a regular basis. But I see people who call themselves Christians do that all the time. So to me, that's one way of setting yourself apart. That's one way of letting your light shine is by being a good person. Maybe your experience is different. I don't know. But as Christians, we're to let our light shine, and we're to be examples of what a good and honest person should be in this world. We should encourage one another to do this. We shouldn't just come down on each other. We should be encouraging one another to do this in a positive way. Paul is a good example of encouraging to let your light shine. In 1 Timothy 4.12, he encourages Timothy to be an example of the believers. It says, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, 
in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. He lists ways that you could be that good example. He lists ways that you can let your light shine. And then again, Paul encourages the believers to be as a light. In Philippians 2, 12-16, Paul writes, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to do, uh, to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the mindset of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Paul encourages yet again. We see these examples of encouragement of letting your light shine. We see these examples in the Bible of Jesus telling us to let our light shine. To be good people sets you apart. Sets you apart. Are we encouraging each other to be a good person? To stand out in the, car, in the crowd? I ask myself that too. Am I encouraging anyone else to be a good person? Am I encouraging anyone to be a good Christian and to let their light shine? It's a question we should ask ourselves. As some, as some of you know, I do run a small Facebook trading group. I like to help people trade and grow to retirement. And uh, I, work, I try to work with all these guys one-on-one. I try to teach them my methods and my ways, and I help them out. Um, a lot of people at my old work and a lot of people I ran into recognize me for this, and they always come up to me, and they ask me questions about it. And um, one of the first questions I get and to me, this is an example of how the world is. One of the first questions I get from people out there every single time is, how much do you charge a month? How much do you charge an hour? How much, what, how, what does it take to do this group? Do you need my email or anything? And they, they look astonished when I tell them, I ask nothing. I want nothing. I don't want your email unless you want to give it. I ask nothing of these guys. I give them hours of my time a week for free. And a lot of these guys have been very profitable because of it. But they are shocked and astonished when someone can help them for free and help them for doing nothing. Later on in this lesson, we'll look at some verses where it actually tells us to do that. To help for nothing without asking of anything. So you see, in this world we live in a world where no one helps someone for nothing. So you stand out and you let your light shine when you go out of your way to help someone without asking for anything in return. Such a simple, easy act can set you apart from the world. Unlike most people in this area here, my family's not just 30 minutes that way, 40 minutes that way. My family is a long way away. Hi, guys, again. Um, So over the years... When I've needed help, when I've needed a phone call, when I needed someone to talk to, the church here has stepped in. And that has set you guys apart from the rest of the world, is that you have been there for me when I needed a family member, and my family member was not here. So I know what that means to be there for someone. And I appreciate it every time, having been on the other side of needing help. Lastly, you see some examples of praying for the church to be good Christians. In Colossians 1, verses 10 through 12, Paul tells the church of the prayers he has prayed for them. We read, That you might walk 
worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering and joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us to meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Brothers and sisters, I ask myself every day, how often do I pray for the other Christians to be good people? And that's one thing I I saw that I fell way short on. Way short on. So that that is something I need to work on. That's something we probably all can do every now and then. Stop and say a quick prayer so that we all may be good Christians. For every man uh, has fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. We have all fallen short. Every man here. And that's why we need those prayers. That's why we need that encouragement. That's why we need that positive attitude from a Christian. Whether you're going out and you're playing tennis with your friends here at church, or you're going to soccer games with your friends here at church, that encouragement from other Christians lifts you up and builds you up and makes you a better person throughout the rest of the week. I should be praying daily that I might be a good Christian. So now comes the question, why are we to be a light in the world? an old bald preacher that used to preach right here had a saying that stuck with me. Nobody cares how much you know till they know how much you care. To me, um, by being a good person, you're letting people know that you actually care about them and you care about their soul. And if they actually know that you care about them, they're going to be more willing to listen to you, more willing to say, hey, Dave, you go to church all the time, don't you? You know, what's this thing about? And in your mind, you might be thinking, that will never happen. Well, that has happened to me, and it happens to me every single year. Why? Because, you know, people know I go to church. So people always ask questions. So if you're letting your light shine, it will happen. So where does someone turn to find examples of love and being a good person? One would wish to find the perfect example of Jesus Christ. Jesus both taught and lived the life of a good person. If you turn to Matthew 8, 1-4, we read, When he was come down from the mountains, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leopard and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou must make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. (coughs) Here we see Jesus doing a good deed. Here we also see something where he tells the leper, tell no man. But he also tells him to do something else. They were still under the old law this time. Jesus had not died on the cross. So he tells him, go see the priest. Because under the old law, in order to be attained for your sins, you had to go see a priest. So he tells him, go see a priest and make the sacrifice that Moses commanded you. So he doesn't tell him to go testify to everybody else and tell him about this miracle that Jesus did. However, he does do that with Jesus, has done that with other people in the New Testament. But in this case, he didn't. He's, he healed him and he said, go upon your way and make yourself right with God. Jesus shows his compassion by healing and then having the man become right with God. 
What more compassion would you want than to have someone tell you to go become a Christian? Another example of Jesus showing compassion is in Luke 8, 49-56. We read about him raising Jairus' daughter from the dead. And yet again, he tells another person to tell no man. There are times in which Jesus did good deeds and told these people to testify. And there are times like these two here in which he says, tell no man. You will see throughout the Gospels the life of a perfect sacrifice for us. Many good deeds have been done, and we'll look for a couple more before I move on. But in these two, it seems to me he shows his examples of doing a good deed just to do a good deed. And if Christ is our perfect example, and Christ is the one we should be following, we should be doing that as well. We are to be the light in the world and follow Christ's example and be good Christians. Because if we are the light in the world, I can't repeat that enough, people will ask you questions you will have opportunities to bring others to Christ. How many of your friends, families, co-workers, your acquaintances, would you say, would say that you are a good person, that you are a Christian? You don't need an answer, just think about that. Would all of them? Would some of them? Right now there are some people that have told me they're watching on Facebook that know me that from a young man, and they would tell you that when I was a young man I was not a good person. And I would say, you know, you're right. During that time, I was not. And right now, there are people that have only known me for the past few years that would probably tell you that I am a good person, I hope. I paid them, so you better. (laughs) Um, But I hope that through Christ, I have changed and I've become the person he would want me to be. Jesus talks about teaching and preaching to the world. He covers this in the parable of the sower. How some seeds will land on bad ground and some seeds on good ground and grow. He uses this parable to discuss how some people will listen and get baptized. And some it will go in one ear and out the other. But when he's expounded upon it in Luke chapter 8, he wraps it up by talking about how no matter where those seeds fall, we are not to hide out our light. In chapter 8 verse 16 he says, No man... When he hath lighteth a candle, covereth with a vessel, or putteth under a bed, he setteth on a candlestick, that which enter may see the light. Now, I'm not saying to go stand on the corner with a megaphone and a big, huge sign. We've seen those guys, right? To me, in my opinion, it doesn't seem like they care about trying to reach someone rather than go out there and yell about their point. That's how they come across to me. If they come across that way to me, I assume they come across that way to a lot of other people. So I I don't think that that's the best way to let your light shine. This is why I've talked about what it means to have your candle light glowing first. If your light is lit and opportunities present themselves, we should take them. I I recently had an interview, and I've told a few of you guys, three, three or four of you guys this story so far. I recently had an interview with a gentleman um, who owns a company here in town. And uh, he, I started off the interview. I handed my resume. He looked at the application, and he starts tearing it apart. Guy was just, you know, going after every angle. And I was like, okay, one of these guys. Um, and so I was going to be blunt and direct um, right back. And uh, he, uh, he mentioned something about cell phones and text messages and phone calls. And he said how he prefers phone calls to text messages. 
And I said, you know, you and I are going to get along a lot. And uh, I, don't, I don't recommend saying that to someone who sh- could be your boss. But, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um, and he said, why? You like old folks? I said, well, I was raised in the church, sir. You know, and he says, really? I go to church, too. And I said, yeah, I, I've been asked to preach a sermon this Sunday if you want to watch it on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, he goes, well, I just preached a sermon this past Sunday. And so from that point on, we didn't talk a little, one more minute about work. It was 20 minutes about God and the Bible. And we had a good discussion. Now, I didn't get the job. I don't know if he disagreed with me or not. But, <laughs> but uh, him and I had a good discussion. And I enjoyed that, knowing that uh, there are Christians out there who are trying to run a business and succeed in the world as well. Right now, I'm going to take a look at two more verses from Jesus before we move on. I say these stories, and I also want to say this. I say these stories because I want you to see how I've taken advantage of the opportunities given to me so that maybe it'll make you think of something that will give you the opportunity to think for yourself. In Luke 6, chapter 35, I mean, chapter 6, verse 35, Luke says, But love your enemies and do good. And lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the, of the lightest, of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Once again, we read about being a good person and about being a light in the world from Jesus. For if we do what he says here in Luke six thirty five, would that not make us stand out and set us apart from the quote-unquote world? Jesus, while preaching to the 5,000, had compassion on them and fed them rather than send them to the outlining villages outside there to search for food. He showed compassion. His disciples wanted to send them away to go get the food. He said, no, no, we can feed them here. That, to me, shows compassion, shows a good deed. Lastly, let's take a look at two verses in Luke chapter 6. Verse 27 But I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies, and do good to them which hate you. And verse 31. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye to them likewise. Again, I'm focusing on the verses that teach us how to interact with the world, how to talk to people. In verse 31, you see the golden rule. Once more, Jesus is having us to be a good people, because it's hard to bring people to Christ If Monday through Saturday, I am someone else. How can I teach a Bible if every action I do outside these walls is contrary to what I read and teach? My word then has no value to those listening. I'm seen as a hypocrite to the world. But if we live as Christ would have us to, then people will ask you questions and will listen to what you have to say. I have written here for me to tell another story, but I'm going to skip that story. But because people, people will ask questions, at least they have in my life and my personal experience, maybe not yours, but in my life they have. And I'll gladly tell those stories right there of the examples of that to anyone that would like to hear. But now let's see what the apostles and the early Christians did in the Bible and what we are to do today. In Acts chapter 3, we read about Peter healing the lame man by the gate. They were heading to the temple during the hour of prayer. I'll start reading in verse 3. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked the alms. And Peter, 
fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Here we see Jesus performing a miracle and helping a man in need. If you have, if you have an example of what doing a good deed is, this is it. So what happens next? Well, this was the hour of prayer in the temple. So now everybody's gathered around because this man has been lame from birth. A crowd starts gathering, saying, amazed and shocked at what happened. So what does Peter do with this attention he's getting? He stops and he preaches. He realizes he has a captive audience, and he stops and he preaches. He uses this opportunity to preach to them. I look at this as an example of taking that moment to reach someone. Let me go back to my Facebook group, and I promise I'm not trying to get anyone here to join it, but I'm going to go back to it. When I work with these guys one-on-one, when I meet with them, something I started recently is I will usually take five to ten minutes out of that time that I'm sitting down with them and they're asking me questions because they want the information I have. I will take five to ten minutes and I'll talk about God. Because you never know if you're ever going to see that person again. And you want to be the one person that gives them that hope, that, that faith, that means that shows that you care more about them than they care about themselves. I tell you these stories to give you examples of what to think of when you're out and about. When you have five minutes to stop and talk about God, or mention, just mention, you go to church. You don't even have to talk about God, just mention you go to church. Someone may ask a question two weeks later, a month later, three months later. You don't have to stop at that moment. I give you these stories and these examples so you can start and think in your own life. What can I do? How can I help? How can I spread the word? How can I be a light? You don't have to follow these same examples I've given. Think of your own. Take this on your own. I don't want you to go out tomorrow and get fired from your job. Please don't do that. Do this within reason. Just stop and look for the opportunity. Layla and I, in our Bible class, we have recently read about Philip, an Ethiopian eunuch. The, uh, Philip was in Samaria preaching when the angel of the Lord told him to head south. Philip saw this Ethiopian, and the Spirit told him to join himself with the Ethiopian chariot. So in verse 30 of chapter 8, let's read what Philip did. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou read? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he should come up and sit with him. Now, is it always that easy? Not in the least. Not in the least. But there have been many times where I've seen a gentleman reading the Bible or open a Bible app on their phone. And not every time did I stop and ask any questions, but sometimes I have. And you don't know what discussion that can lead to. That's an open invitation to discuss the Bible. That's an open invitation when you see someone doing that. Because they're actively reading and studying. (laughs) 
Jesus and God come up in everyday life, and there are good opportunities to stop and ask when someone stands out in regard to God. When you're being ear for someone to talk to, stop and pray with them without asking. When someone's asking you to listen to them and they're going through a tough time, say, let's pray about it and start praying. They're not going to stop you. And you've just shown your faith to God to them. You've just shown that you're, you feel that praying is helpful. You've been a good light. You've been a good Christian. I, I like to say prayers when Layla and I go out to eat before my meals. 99% of the time, no one says anything. 1% of the time, someone says something. Someone will say, I like to see that in people nowadays. I don't see it too often. Some people will say, why do, you always, why do you pray before your meal? People ask questions. People are curious. People are humans. We are all humans. Not everyone will be willing to talk to you about God. Some will be angry and violent towards you. In Acts 13, 50-51, we read, But the Jews stirred up the dearest and honorable woman and the chief men of the city and raised persecution up against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of the coast. And they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came to Iconium. I like to think that's where we get the uh, expression, shake the dust off. You know, I don't know if it is, but I like to think that. And you say, you, most people would think, well, we don't see that in today's world, that kind of uh, persecution, in, especially in the United States. But I'm going to tell you a story right now. And I, a lot of you have heard this story, but it's going to make you laugh. Um, my father and we're taking out a, a new Christian out door knocking. It's his first ever time going out trying to reach other souls and teach people. His first ever door that he goes up to. This is his, I kid you not, I'm not making this up. This is his first door of the first house of the first time he's ever done anything like this. We let him go up by himself. He knocks on the door. He tells him who he is. The guy disappears. And the guy comes running out with a machete, chasing him out of his lawn. <laughs> so we look at him and we say, don't worry. <laughs> It only gets better from here. <laughs> so yes, yes, not every story is a good story. Yes, I've had pamphlets torn up in, in front of my face and thrown at me when I was seven years old for handing out a Church of Christ pamphlet. Yes, I've been yelled at. Yes, I've been called names. Yes, people have told me no many, many times. But do I still keep doing what I'm doing? Yes. Hopefully what you heard today has inspired you to be a light in the world, that you're a good person. Hopefully we can encourage one another, pray for one another, and be that positive force in the world. Hopefully see that Christ did good deeds just to do good deeds. In Him being the perfect example, we are to love all men no matter what. Hopefully you'll take the opportunities just like the apostles and use them to teach or talk about God as they did. Hopefully we will bear much fruit for God. There's something I started a few years, I will say about three years ago. And it's, it's, I could have gotten in trouble for it at work, but it's something I started when I felt that this is going to be the last time I see someone. Whenever someone left my job to go to another job, and I knew I'm probably never going to see this guy again. You know how you're always like, I'm, well, let's get coffee. You're never going to get coffee. So... I always say two things to people. 
And I, I, I've been very consistent with this for the past three years. I say two things to people. First, invest your money, because that's just who I am. And second, I say read your Bible, learn about God, become a Christian, and go to church. Some people have laughed and said no, chuckled and said no. And in fact, the last guy who did that, we are still friends. We still talk to this day. And he laughed at me and said no, and I still try to talk to him about God. <laughs> and sometimes they have said, okay, all I know is that someone at one time in their life cared so much about them that they offered them and opened a door for them to come and become a Christian and learn about God. They can never go throughout the rest of their life saying no one ever offered them. Someone offered them that opportunity. So as I end this lesson today, I want you to know that this is, if this is the last time I see you for whatever reason, if you are not baptized, I beg you to be baptized because I care that much about you. I beg you to become a Christian today, right now, as we've seen the song that's been selected.